Welcome to Skin Depth Convo. I'm Anna Kagaraikis. This is a show focused on educating and inspiring all those in the skincare and beauty industry. But it is also a show for those looking to improve themselves from the inside out. And it's an exciting week because this week is National Business Women's Week. So what better way to celebrate than to bring on all four owners of Lyric Clinical, the women behind the brand, our expert host, Metaxia Delikas, Francine Kagaraikis, Brenda Cumming, and Anna Constantine, the founders of Lyra Clinical. So this happens the third week of October every year. It actually started back in 1928 to just kind of get awareness about women, to focus attention upon better business women for a better business world. How important is it for all of you to have a week like this, especially having a women-run business? Have we had time to even acknowledge that it was National Business Women's Week? <laughs> I don't think so. Being in a partnership with women has given me a totally different opportunity because I think women kind of have a different take on things. And I think our experiences of our lives bringing into a business is an added plus. I've worked with a male partner and it was different. I think it was more of a competition. There's no competition here. It's just excitement. And we just want to share so much information. I do feel that women businesses are a little more compassionate in many different mm -hmm. ways, but at the yeah. same time, it's a lot more difficult. I think we understand what it's like to be a mother and having children. It's We understand what it's like to pick up your children after school and what homework's like, how, where you have to go home. I think the fact that women do have it a little more difficult because we're very used to multitasking and we bring that multitasking to the workplace. So we're not doing just one item. We have to do multiple things in business and at home. I agree with Francine. I was going to say multitasking as well, being able to do multiple things and work as a team, I feel is huge. I think we all work together really well. And I feel like teamwork and multitasking is, is really big. Add the layer of four women plus family, you know, a lot of family on both sides. You know, it's interesting about multitasking, but I've been reading a lot of articles about it because I have had lots of arguments with men about multitasking. Male psychologists to say there's no such thing. And I said, well, I disagree. You can read articles about multitasking. They say, well, really, you're just doing a couple of things really well and not the rest. I think it's more how we as women prioritize. And because we're good at multitasking, we could depend on each other. And I think that makes a big difference because we take the philosophy of the family and we bring it to the workplace. You know, we are multitasking more and more. And like Brenda says, you master it. And my experience is if I overload my sons or I overload my husband or I overload some male figure in my life, they look at me like, I can't do that. That's too much. And I could look at, for example, Anna, my daughter, and says that we could do this. And she'll find a way in between what she's doing to multitask. I'll call Fran. I'll call Brenda. I'm cooking dinner, but what's the question? There's always that, you know, stop and think, maybe I could help get rid of the leaving on to linger for the next day. I mean, we were always communicating. And I think that's really important. A lot of relationships don't have the communication. And with the woman-owned business, we're communicating all the time. I think that's a big plus in our business. I think we had a lot of naysayers too when we started. Yeah. And look how far we've come. Well, how is it also in the skincare industry? You know, how many businesses are now women-run in in comparison to the past from when you when you first started in this industry i think fran and can touch on that are you trying to say that uh, because been you, no 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 because <laughs> you worked for women only you know the women female business owners in skincare that were just 
Jan Marini and Christine Heathman and then the other lines that are women owned. And here we are, four of us owning it and getting along and probably doing more than they were ever able to. But you experienced it firsthand. Yeah, I think working with Christine Heathman in the beginning, I admired her because she was definitely business. A trendsetter too, though, right? Yeah, she was. I mean, I saw her as a visionary in a lot of ways. And we worked with Image and I saw that that there was also a vision. But what really came out of our group is that we're not one person trying to conquer the world. We're a team and Mm -hmm. working with a partner. And I'm thinking you guys as my partners, I think that it's giving me an advantage because your feedback or how we communicate just gives us a better sense. Sometimes when you're just a leader, you're in a lonely place. I don't feel lonely. I benefit very much from having such a solid woman run business and team that I work with. I feel really blessed. I think that's a draw to... When we get resumes or inquiries about joining our group, the the main thing that they loved is that it's a women-owned company. Well, the other thing is that in this type of business, our clients are people that we could actually communicate with. We're able to understand their business. We're able to communicate and get the information to them because we understand what they're doing. We've been in that area. We are able to see what they need and deliver what they need. The fact is professional to professional. So they are able to see that we understand what will make them successful. One thing I do find funny though, when we do go to trade shows and sometimes we bring in some gentlemen to the booth, for some reason, the gentlemen bring in a lot more of these clients and everybody seems to listen to them just a little more. Nature, it's nature. <laughs> so true. It has to be nature. It's not fair. Well, I can say if you were a female pharmaceutical rep, you could walk into a hospital or a doctor's yeah. office and you're just right in order. But Fran, you're noticing a lot more male figures in the aesthetic industry. I didn't notice that say 20, 25 years ago, but there's a lot more male influence right now mm-hmm. going to the trade shows. I think when I was dragging my sons to these shows, I'm talking about <laughs> time ago they thought oh my god i'm going to uh make a part of the industry yeah. <laughs> yeah it was hard to get them comfortable and all of a sudden now they really want to go because there's a lot of other male influences coming into the business which is really cool but i still think we have the advantage because i think we take that whatever topic and really try to give evaluation and and going back and forth and spending time and then finally whatever decision whatever product whatever education, whatever thing we do is that there is a lot more time spent to be sure that it's perfect. I could tell you for me, I would say, t- you know, for one of my sons, take this and put it over there and they just put it over there. It might not look perfect, but they're just directed to do something. We actually take time and, and spend time kind of evaluating. Does it look right? Is it appealing to the eyes? I mean, we really spend more time from anything, from packaging, from formulations, for anything we do. I just, there's a lot more time and effort to it, I think. Does it show you men are from Mars and women are from Venus, right? Yeah, that is true. But the the men in our industry, and we do have some men on our team, and I must say they're doing a fantastic job. So they do understand this business. They do understand their clients. They are able to communicate with their clients in a lot of ways. So it is usually the man or the woman that come to the table who are able to communicate with that client and make sure they get what they need. Agreed. I think it's also too communicating in detail. Metaxia has said about detail and we go over detail, especially us as a team. I mean, from a package to the ingredients, we focus on detail. And if something doesn't meet our criteria or what we approve as a team, we don't push it through. 
So I think that's something where sometimes you just get a product out or you get something out just to get it out and you will not see that with our team. So we really focus on detail and make sure that it's what we want it and what we want to present because that represents us as a team. And it has to do a lot of micro detailing. Oh yeah. <laughs> but that's a strength that she has, which is I enjoy what I it. like. I kind of rely on her for that because that's not one of my favorite things. Look at where we've come as a generation. I mean, our mom, and I think your mom too, Brenda, didn't have all the opportunities we've had. I mean, no. we this generation has taken it to another level. And I'm so excited because I have two granddaughters and I would hope that they would have that mindset to be free to do whatever they want. And I feel that... My dad didn't expect, our dad didn't expect us to go this far in the industry because we were mothers and we were wives. And, and I wish it was here to see that you can do a lot more and, and our opportunities are just, you know, growing every day. And, and we're seeing a lot more women in higher positions that makes us very, very proud as women that we can achieve a lot more than previous generations. That was the whole work ethic. You know, my mom was going to make sure that I was going to have a career first, being so an immigrant and not having that opportunity. And I think our dads ended up being very proud of us, right? Yeah. Well, they should be proud. But just to show you how much things have changed. So right now, there are 7.2 million majority-owned, privately held women-owned businesses in the U.S. These firms employ 7.3 million people and generate $1.1 trillion in sales. Now, it was only back in 1988 that it was still legal for a woman to have a male co-signer before receiving a business loan. 1988 really isn't that, I know it seems like it's a long time, but it really isn't that long. <laughs> no, it how, wasn't. How crazy that is, that it was only until that time that a landmark piece of legislation went through that said women did not need a man to start a business. They did not need a male co-signer. So hearing that, what's your thoughts on that? Just thinking how, how far we've come. I remember my mother asking my father if she could purchase something. So yes. that tells you right <laughs> off the bat. And if anybody ever watched I Love Lucy or any of those shows from the 50s and 60s, the moms would always ask, oh, can we purchase this or can we you know, do this? The world is completely different now. And I am very, very happy it's completely different. It's a much better world and much more opportunity for women. And I'm hoping that young girls are able to see the sky's the limit for them. I don't think Botox would have a business if women were <laughs> asking for permission. Right. Half of them hide it. That's true. And thank God. True. And thank God when you go to the grocery store and it's like, would you like cash back? Yes. $60. <laughs> and then you stashed it in the wallet. Yeah. They, they'd be in the aesthetic industry would be in trouble. God, just, just think how far we've gone. I remember when I first got married a long time ago, our dad would say, ask your husband. Oh, yeah. Don't do anything without your husband's approval. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I remember those words. And, and you know, it's, it's funny because I did, what I was blessed is I did ask my husband, what do you think about opening a business? And he gave me 100% support. And he believed in me and believed in our family and believed in my daughter, my sister. He actually believed in you, Brenda, and said, yeah, go. And, and it takes a lot out of a family when mm -hmm. a mother and a wife <laughs> and a sister is working this hard. We've been blessed to have family support. And I think the transition of getting married when you have to ask them to all of a sudden, hey, I'm going here. I need to do this. Okay, take care of you know, the business at home. There has been such a big improvement. We'll go back to multitasking because for us to do what we did, we still made sure everything is okay at home. Yeah, mm -hmm. we cooked dinner. Right? Dinners <laughs> were made. Kids but were wait taken a minute. care I of. I think we could ask the other two Annas on this. Oh yeah, uh, let's hear what panel. they have to say. Let, let's hear about how dinner yeah. was cold or we went through the drive-thru or... You, had to you were fed though. Yep. 
We're fed. We're healthy. Your homework yep. was done. You had clean clothes. Well, when um, we first started, guys, remember when we were on the phone till 11, 12 at night? Yeah. And remember that we would finish dinner and then start a conversation, a meeting. Those were fun, though. Has that changed? No. I no. <laughs> no, I think we're more I think we're more organized than we don't stay up till eleven o'clock talking on the phone. No. Sometimes, I, but not as much. I was gonna say I learned organization skills really fast. Organizing and before meal prepping and planning. I didn't even have any clue about that. Now I'm like meal planning and prepping and managing the kids' activities, managing prepping and cooking, managing meetings. And my calendar is completely like mapped out, which when we were young, we didn't have a calendar. I mean, we didn't have anything mapped or when when you have to do things. So organization skills and, and knowing how to plan things um, was a big skill for me. But like I said, it's a lot of planning and mapping things out to make sure that we can get everything done. And sometimes, you know, you have to say no. I've learned that was a big challenge because you want to do everything. And not feel yep. bad about right. it. Right. Yep. And that took that me a, a great point. Yeah. It took me a really hard time because I would always say yes, yes, yes. And at the end of the day, I'm like, oh my gosh, what did I do? And who's so learning to say no. The best thing I heard is you only have so much bandwidth. To do right. yep. You don't have to say yes to everything. No, you, it's okay to so say So true. No. And, and people will live and the world will still turn. But you know something, though, and I could tell you as owners of Lyra, we do the extra. I don't think we've ever worked a 40-hour week. I think what's that? important is that <laughs> you, you, ex, you, know, you do take advantage of your time on your eight hours a day. But we actually, the successful people that I've seen, especially women, they're multitasking, but there is always that extra time they put into their business. Owning a business is not a nine to five job. It's, it's a lot more hours. You know, saying no to the right, you know, like you said, and saying no is important. I think that when you run a business, you, people rely on you. You know, people rely on their livelihood and you have to be there. And all of a sudden we have a bigger group of employees and I feel so. And they rely on us. And they rely on us and we yeah. have to be there for them. And I think that pressure starting small when it was just us was easy. And all of a sudden, as we've grown domestically and internationally, I do feel some type of responsibility to be there for them and keep giving the best information and best products so we could all succeed as a, as a group. There's a passion, though. You have to have a passion for what you do. And that drive helps you to keep going because when things go wrong and they do, so it's not always easy when you hit that bump in the road. Like I could remember one time I was stuck in traffic. My daughter was locked into the library because I was late picking her up because at least you didn't forget to pick her up. <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know, it's very hard. So you feel bad. You go home, you, you know, you're feeling, oh, you're the worst mother in the world. And all these things go through your mind, but you have to pick yourself back up again and keep going, keep that passion going, keep that drive. And eventually it will be okay. There's going to be days that are tough. You will get through them. I agree. Well, let's, another big thing that I've noticed, especially, I think it came out more during the pandemic and now there's more of awareness, which I'm actually happy about is there's more of a focus on mental health. What have you done to kind of help you in those times? Mental health. <laughs> Mental health. I think we question yeah. that every day. Um, well, the one thing is being okay about saying no. Yeah. Because how we were raised, the three of us, I would think, and the expectations and trying to make everybody happy and then putting all that pressure on ourselves, which I'll take blame for my own guilt, Irish or whatever, being okay to say no and taking better care of yourself and self-care. Mm -hmm. 
and you know us like doing like when we travel we'll get there maybe a day or two early and we went to australia i planned some tours for us right and that helped a lot and just um, hanging out and laughing and being able to relax and not feel like that we have to go 24 7 even though a lot of times we do but maybe just taking a pause i, I know that's helped me I was going to say the support system. I know for me being able to ask for help, it took me a while to ask. And that was something because I never did. I just thought I can do it all. Mm -hmm. So I kind of agree with Brenda too. I think, especially with, for me, young kids, having young kids, I forget about myself. So taking that extra moment and to be able to work out or go for a walk or do something, it's just to remember that you can have that moment and not feel guilty for having that moment. Brandy, you have anything that's helped you kind of just kind of refocus? Yes, actually, it really is quiet time. We're able to just focus on something and not think about all the noise around you. And it really does help because you're able to then focus and be able to put things in compartments and complete them. So I find that that actually helps quite a bit. I have to say not giving up. There's many times that packaging and ingredients and um, not being able to deliver what you really know that you could, but it wasn't that it was out of your hands. I think not giving up sometimes some of the struggles really. I've is. never known you to give up on anything. No, but I never. Mean, no, she hasn't. You're right. No, about no, that. really. Her drive. Yeah, but she has drive. us to keep her going, but I've never known you to give up. I think that understanding that, you know, it's not going to be perfect, but we're going to keep going, keep going, keep going mm-hmm. and having someone to talk to. I mean, I communication for me is therapy. And like you said, downtime, but I will call you guys and say, hey, I have this situation. And then you guys kind of take it off my shoulder and we talk about it. But communication, it's like therapy. I think we need to talk about it and and be free to say whatever we feel. What I learned from Brenda is there's nothing, it's not bad to take a day and take care of yourself. I think that was a learning thing because we've always done family first, business second, going to Australia and that 24 hours to me was something new that we did and it really did help how about when our flight got canceled and we freaked out for what 30 minutes <laughs> we went to the hotel a new one that we had to find and i drank my dinner and you guys <laughs> ate your dinner and which astronomical but you know we just had to let it go right there was nothing yeah. we could do i am so proud of you because you were able to get on the plane right before without check-in without anything not sure what seat you i wasn't on. talking about that trip i was talking about that <laughs> Like when we were trying to fly home, but yes, going to make it to, what was it, Melbourne or back to Sydney? I don't know where we were going. Back to Sydney. We're going back to Sydney. At the last minute. And I was like, I'm just going to let this go. And I think the key thing we have to remember, we don't say we can't do it. We'll find a way to do it. Yeah. I love it. And that's very important. By the way, a little tip, if anybody has an Apple Watch, one of the newest apps I love is the Mindfulness app. I love that because it's literally just says, take one minute out of your day and they give you a little prompt and it just makes you stop and think. Sometimes you just need one minute. Sometimes that recharge, you just need to stop where you're at right there. Turn Um, the shower onto freezing cold right before you get out for 30 seconds. Try that. I might try that later. All right. But I wouldn't do it at night. I'd do it in the morning because it it's going to wake you up wake and up. get your circulation going. All right. And tighten your morning. skin, Brenda. That will make it nice and cold. Tighten that skin. <laughs> Another little thing I just want to add in before we go is INC Magazine actually listed nine attributes that self-made billionaires with a B share in common. So I'm going to list them all. I want you to listen to them. Drive, work ethic, confidence, people skills, determination, risk tolerance, strong intuition, nonconformity, and competitive mindset. So I want you all to think about which attribute speaks to you most. I'm going to say one more time. Drive, work ethic, confidence, 
people skills, determination, risk tolerance, strong intuition, nonconformity, and competitive mindset. All of them. <laughs> no, I mean, I could say check next to each box. Yeah, I think that makes us a billionaires pretty soon. I hope so. <laughs> well, I, we, we all have drive. Yeah. We all obviously have a strong work ethic, or I wouldn't be sitting here mm -hmm. at a quarter to seven uh, <laughs> doing, you know, a podcast, uh, people skills, every single one of us. Yep. What else? Confidence. Confidence. You are all very whether confident. Whether it's fake or not, we do show confidence. Determination is the big one. We're determined. Well, again, we wouldn't be here. And our intuition, I think we all... Yeah, intuition, and I don't know. Uh, Nonconformity is a big one. Definitely, Lyra, I can say, is a company that does not conform. You think outside the box in in all your products, and then competitive mindset. You know, always trying to get the next thing, always trying to find something that's really great that works really well. From what I've seen from all of you, definitely determination is a huge one. I think strong intuition is a big one, though. Really following your gut. A lot of people don't do that, and they. Don't value that enough. Every one of those things that you mentioned, I could say, and I agree with Brenda, we could check off as each one of us have that drive and have that people skill and have take a risk. I mean, you take a risk. A different a business. Level, which I think makes this unique because they're all different, but they're all the same. Yeah. Everybody brings something special to the table and that special works together and it's very powerful. And I think we also learned cut all these years how to work together, right? If one's having a harder day, the other one's helping out, or if somebody else needs more support, I think we've learned to kind of complement each other, but work together. But I think also lift each other up when we need to, to get through some of the hard times. So I think even just having that support group and just being able to work with a good team and strong women, I feel like that's something alone that just gives us more confidence and working together as a team is huge. Well, it's not easy. It's four strong women with four strong personalities. But we get through it. Then we make the it key. work. We do make it work. And that's because we do like each other at the end of the day, don't we? Yep. Yeah, yes, we do. We do. You're our sister, Brenda. And you're mine. And you know what's really cool? I think our common denominator has always been our families first. We respect that. Mm -hmm. And then Lyra second. So we really work really hard with the best interest for Lyra, you know, whatever we've done. And, and I could be wrong and I could be right, but it doesn't matter as long as it's Lyra right. That's where we're going for. <laughs> that should be, yeah. a, I think that needs to be a slogan somewhere. <laughs> One thing I have to say, and that's why mom still likes Brenda best. Yeah, she does. <laughs> I, I watched that. the world. Oh, yeah. that's not true. Dolly. Hi, Dolly. How are yeah, you? Dolly? Your mom, your mom, you, your mom knows how to work it. Where do you think you learned it? All right. So before we go, one last thing I want to ask you, what's your advice for women who are starting out, starting their first company? What's the biggest advice that you can get? Go for it. Go for it. <laughs> I would say never give up yourself. Do not give up. If you have no. a dream, make sure you're around people who support you and are going to stand behind you and, and don't look back. And yep. with, as no long limits. as you have that passion, you're going to be able to do it. You're going to do some research. You're going to look around. You're going to see what other people are doing. You're going to understand the business and go into it with your whole heart and you will be successful. But don't forget, there will be bumps. You oh, will lots. get through them. Yep, there will be bumps. Follow your dreams. I think sky's the limit. I think push. And I feel like determination and it will get there. You will see the end of it. So never give up. I could tell you a story that when we wanted to do the skincare originally, we wanted to work in skincare, they looked at us and they think, oh my God, but he can do skincare, sell makeup, do a Mary Kay. Kind of they thing. still think that. A lot of people uh -huh. still think that. And they didn't realize until all of a sudden 
our own mother, she went to get her hair done and she goes, and she was so excited that she went to the, uh, get her hair done and somebody walked out with a Lyra bag and she was, oh my God, there's a Lyra bag. And I'm thinking, mom, we've been doing this for how long? And people come up to relatives and says, oh, I've, I've used Lyra. Your inner circle, your family and friends are the last ones to figure out. Or maybe you got this right, but you never give up if you have to believe in your own dreams because you'll have people doubting you and doubting that you can do it, but it's you, you're the driving force. And a lot of people die of Lyra because there's so many skincare lines out there, but we believed in it and we proved the people that doubted us wrong, but we proved it to ourselves, which is more important than anything else. We proved to ourselves that our passion, our dreams, our goals could be achieved. And that's what makes Lyra great. What did they say? It's inspiration and desperation. Uh, right. And I also think not being afraid of competition and helping other women, you know, helping each other, whatever mm -hmm. career path you want yep. is important. And being mentors is really important. I don't really, I probably don't pay enough attention about it, but I'm sure on some level, we are some role models to other women. Oh, 100%. I guarantee that. But we don't see it as much. And I didn't even see it like what Metaxia said when I had a big family wedding up here in June. I mean, some of my sister-in-laws and my nieces are like, they're hearing about Lyra mm -hmm. and they're looking at me differently now. Like, gosh, that's you. Yeah. <laughs> and I think we're, and I think we're modest about it, which. Oh, well, on social media, I, a member will see something Lyra and they go, I use that product. Do you, yeah. do you know the people at Lyra? No, mm -hmm. kind of, I sort of do. Yes. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> there was me. another cousin, uh, uh, Brenda, that was funny. We went to a wedding. And there was a cousin and she would call for some product and we would send her some product, sweetheart. And all of a sudden she found out from her esthetician that mm -hmm. we were co-owners of Lyra. She had no idea after 10 years and cousin. buying product, she thought <laughs> we were representatives, educators, distributors. She had no idea. Everything said, but owners. <laughs> but owners. And she was shocked. She goes, my esthetician said, you guys are dealing with the owners. I'm thinking, didn't she figure that out? But you're right. It's just a totally different, they totally different look at novels. And well, you guys did that. And they're proud of us, but they didn't realize how far we have gone so far with both his company. One thing you said is true. I hope and pray as we go global, we inspire many, many women. And, yeah. and help them. And help them. That's right. Collaboration is a big one, though. I do think that collaborating with women, not working against them, working together right. will together. only help us as women in general get better and continue to grow and to have more of these businesses grow. So I think it's really, really important that we do that and that we help each other out. Thank you, ladies. Um, and make sure to also, a little fun thing, we would love to see more women Tagler Clinical with their businesses. So use the hashtag National Business Women's Week and show us your business. Tag Lyra, show us what you got out there because we love supporting fellow women. Another fantastic show. It's so great to have the whole team aboard here and make sure that you subscribe to the podcast, Skin Depth Convo. You'll be notified when the next episode drops. You can listen to past episodes and feel free to give us a rating. Five stars, always appreciated. And if you have any questions, make sure you email us at skindepthconvo at lyraclinical.com. That's skindepthconvo at lyraclinical.com. Thank you all. That'll do it for us today. For all of us at a Skin Depth Convo, I'm Anna Kagadakis. Talk to you soon. Lyra Clinical takes today's skincare to the next level. Using cutting edge technology and the best high quality ingredients, Lyra gives you brighter, healthier, younger looking skin. With award-winning products, advanced education, and innovative skincare philosophies, Lyra Clinical is redefining aesthetics and offering superior products and treatments that produce remarkable results. It's beauty from the inside out. Be bright, 
Be beautiful. Lyra Clinical.